We're live. No way. We are. We are live. <laughs> well, hi. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? Not bad. Good. Well, so we tried. We made an attempt. Actually, two attempts. Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Was it Sunday or Monday? Sunday night. Yeah. Yep. To do this and talk about racial, interracial dating, relationships, marriage, whatever, and we went to go end it and found out that at some point, I don't know if we are internet, we've been having issues with our internet connection. Um, I don't know if it's because so many people are on it or if it has to do with any kind of wind or storms or whatever, but our internet connection in our house has been like splotchy and I don't know, Spectrum said that they, I said that they fixed the problem, but we still had some problems. So I don't know. But anyway, so after talking the other night for what an hour and a half, yep, we just decided to delete the thing because we don't know. Well, we got 30, 40 minutes of it. Forty minutes, which I guess now we should have saved, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so I don't even know. So I think looking back at what we talked about, we need to first and foremost tell people that what we're talking about is our experiences. Yep. And the way that, like, our perceptions and the way that we feel about this. It doesn't mean that our ideas and our experiences are what everybody else goes through or what everybody else feels, but we're talking about, we're talking about us. Yep. And what we've gone through in our life. So, yep. And, 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 you know, <clears throat> and not that our views reflect negative, negativity. Negatively. That too. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? Yep. Okay on this situation. This is just our views. This is situations we've been in. So, uh, yeah, as I put on there, this is like, I said, take 200, you know, because, uh, (laughs) um, if you don't know, I mean, whoever listens to this would should know by now, um, that we are an interracial couple. I am Mandingo. Excuse me, I am Mandingo. Okay, that that's not that that's that needs to be saved for like the sex episode. <laughs> or a sex episode. Oh my god. Because that's a that's a huge probably misperception. So what, because you're black, you think that you're like Mandingo? I didn't say that. I was just, you call Mandingo I was for? just joking. <laughs> you want me to say I'm Kunta Kinte or Shaka Zulu or somebody? I mean, oh, <laughs> so yes, I am. A... Hey, but that is a funny. That is a. That is a. I will say we should talk about misperceptions of like white, we, black. You know what? Whatever. We might. We'll, we might get into that during this conversation. Yeah, you know? because the other night was very serious. Maybe we need to have some fun with this and joke about. Okay, so tell people too is that in our household because some people might think that we're kind of crazy. But we really like to keep the topic of race, racial topics and interracial and whatever light so that like our kids feel comfortable talking to us and dealing with the issues and all that kind of stuff, right? Yep, and not that it's a issue to joke about, but, you know, trying to keep it lighthearted um, has helped me in the past, personally. Um, um, I never knew that. It, if I would... Like I said, it's a serious topic. It's a serious matter. Yeah. But me being a little lighthearted about it, you know, with my close fa- close friends, family, mm-hmm. it's helped me 
like in the public when like I've been called the N-word before and stuff like that. Yeah. Um I don't think that's helped you with that because the few times that that has happened, you don't keep your cool composure. Well, just imagine if I wasn't so jokeful about it. And... Yeah, I think it helps you more with the fact of like, you know, you you are you work in a school district that's predominantly I wouldn't say predominantly, but I mean. So um, the staff is predominantly white. I yeah. mean. And for people, to, for like the kids or the staff to be able to come and talk to you and you can keep that light and you can keep yourself more open and welcoming to the topic. Yep. I think in that aspect, it, like that's where it helps out a lot. Mm-hmm. Or the fact of like our kids being able to come and talk to you or me about the issues and stuff, which we don't talk about much. Like the kids really haven't had much to talk about over the years. Nope. You know, I think it's just normal to them. Me being a black male, you being a white female, all four of our kids being all biracial. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it helps, you know, as far as, like I said, talking to the kids, teaching kids, teaching other people who who have stigmatisms about, you know, black people or white people, you know. Right. But, uh, what is your, I have a question. Okay. This is, this came up, um, actually, our daughter was talking about this the other day, or last week. I'm scared to answer any question <laughs> that she comes up with. Um, she was listening, when I was talking to a friend of mine, she was listening to, a, I don't know, a conversation, a debate. She was listening to something on social media um, with people that she knew of her age range. Okay. Okay, so like people that she went to school with and stuff like that. And... You know what? I should have gotten more information from her about this, but she thought it was crazy. So somebody was coming back and saying um, that only white people can be racist. And then other people were like, and these are from young 20-year-olds. I know exactly where this, I know exactly where this comes from. So it had to do it had to do with that. So mm-hmm. I'm asked you like what you think, like what is your perception about that? And what do you what is your perception or what are your thoughts on? Um, um, oh God, my brain just went dead. Um, reverse racism. So, you have to dig deep, and if I knew this question was coming, I would actually have, like, a little bit more, more notes. Um, so maybe we need to, like... Just, no. talk about, just so, talk about our stuff on this one and then maybe have a follow-up episode. What it comes from is, so, the original racial stuff started with white people. Right. And that had power. So when people say, well, black people can't be racist, it's, it's all about power. Mm-hmm. Because realistically, we have very little power in the world in communities and stuff like that. So the racial stuff is more than just a word. It's also about power, you know, mm-hmm. when way back in the day, great, 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 great grandmothers and stuff like that and grandfathers, they were slaves and they were slaves to white people. White people would say racial stuff and they had that power to hold those people right. down. Yep. So that's where that comment comes from, um, where yeah, but black what about people, today? Today, especially with young twenty-year-olds talking know what? about this, I think, and I might get a you know a knock for this. 
a lot of young 20 year olds don't know what they're talking about. Um, and some people use the word racist when they should be using the word prejudiced um, because some people don't know the difference between the two. Um, prejudice is to prejudge. Um, so I've heard people use the word, oh, that's racist. No, that's just being prejudiced, you know. Prejudice is, you know, and, and prejudice can go for, you know, against females, against males, against different ethnics, against tall people, against short people. That's just prejudging people by their appearance or whatever you may think versus a racial, you know, someone being racist, that's going after someone's racial culture, you know, their ethnic background and stuff like that. So, but that's going to, that'll be a whole different ball game, you know? Yeah, because I disagree. You think so? Uh Well, I disagree. I don't disagree with with your statement about the differences between race being racist and being being prejudiced. I do disagree with the fact of you think that young 20 year olds don't know what they're talking about, really. Um, because I also think, and we've talked about this last time too, is I think that the world in general has done a huge, have we backtracked? Yeah. And so I feel like they deal with more issue, racial issues at their age now or what they've gone through than we did at their age. That's, I think that comes from parents, grandparents. Yeah, um, oh, of course. Just like I know there's young adults, very, very young adults, I would say who only like Trump because their parents like Trump. So that's the only reason they like Trump. And if you ask them anything. They don't know different. Any different. Yeah, they don't, they don't really know what they're talking about. So um, yeah, a, a lot of racial stuff is trickled down um, and, it, and, it, and it's taught, you know. Um, I, and I think you're a true believer in this. I'm a true believer in this. Mm-hmm. Kids are not born racist. Absolutely they're, not. They're taught to be racist, so. Yep, completely, 1,000%. All right, well, we can talk about our <laughs> experiences over time. That's what we're here for. Um, so, yeah, you just let everybody know if they didn't know by now, you are a black man, African-American. You yeah. re- do you prefer, this is another another thing, too, do you prefer <laughs> to, that people refer to you as a black man or African-American? Black American. Black American. Like, you want to be that technical? Well. Does, um, does either or it, don't, it doesn't bother, bother you? Yeah, okay. because, you know, some people are trying to be politi- politi- politically Polit- conscious. Um, and they don't mean no harm by it, you know. Long as you're not calling me no. Sometimes I think they do mean harm because I think that they're just that stupid. Well, what I'm saying is, like, in schools, you know, some stuff says African American. Some mm-hmm. says black. Some says... Yeah. The N word. Some says Negro. You, Where know? you see you see that still? Well, I haven't like, seen that ever. Well, in some like To Kill a Mockingbird, the N word's also that book. Mm. So. You know, I never read that book. They teach they teach that book in my school. Well, I know that they <laughs> taught it too, but I never read it. I read. Bigger. I don't know how I got around it, but I didn't. I didn't read it. <laughs> you, you, you was too busy chasing black dudes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's close the record straight. I never have chased anybody. Oh, you're rolling your eyes at me. I didn't chase your ass either. You're funny. You came back here, didn't you? And? What was your reason for coming back? My family. Oh, well, damn. Okay, that's it. That's cool with me. My kids decided they wanted to come back here. They missed, they, they missed Wisconsin, huh? I guess. 
I mean, technically, you guys were in Hudson, so. No, we were actually out from Woodbury. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. But you were in Hudson at one point, too. Yeah. Which is in where? In Wisconsin. Okay, then. Yep, yep, yep. Um, where do we even start with, like, interracial dating? Like, I, like, what's the... I mean, we really touched on, oh, well, I know it's so crazy that we are, like, where I feel like I don't want to have to start all the way over <laughs> with this, but we kind of, I don't know. Um, I mean, we've gotten to the point where, like, you and I are two people that we've never just, like, I'm not the type of white female that only looks to black males. And you're not the type of black male that only looks to white females. Mm -hmm. But it has just happened over the years that that just is what we've been drawn to. Um, And whether... So I'll start like this, okay? Like, my upbringing, I was raised by both my parents. You what? I was raised by both my parents on the south side of... Well, so the first five years, south side of Madison. And my neighborhood had... We had white neighbors, black neighbors. So, like, it was... My babysitter was Hispanic, the yep. cruises. Yep. Um, so, like, I was raised around a melting pot of different ethnics, you know. And let's let's be clear, too, is that your your parents are still married. Yep. Um, both parents are black or African-American. Yep. And, yeah, and that's, that's I mean, that's the odds. Like, they beat the odds already. Yep. There's so many families that don't that don't they I come from a broken family and you don't and usually there's a stigmatism of black people come from single parent homes and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, so um yeah so you know first so many years of my life south side of Madison so you know a lot of Penn Park as a younger kid mm-hmm. which that neighborhood is predominantly black mm-hmm. um I only remember a couple white women at the church that I went to. Uh, I, I can think I can name three that I can remember. Okay. Um, then we moved over to the east side of town where we're close to La Follette High School, Glendale Elementary School. And once again, everyone in the neighborhood, there was different ethnics. You know, we had mixed kids, white kids, black kids, Italians, Jewish, Hmong, Laos, like, but you have to you have to admit though that okay, and I think it's so funny because you get into such detail about different neighborhoods and schools and stuff like that when like we're on a thing like that people can listen to all over the world. They don't know Madison, by the way. <laughs> okay. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> I just laugh at you when well, you talk we'll about see, it. Well, we'll see because I'm I'm trying to get to a point here, like. But you have to admit though that Madison, Wisconsin, in general, in general, is 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 more more based around white people. Yes. Okay. So there you go. Um, I don't, we don't count elementary as boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, and not really middle school. I mean, in middle school I dated, I dated a black girl for a while. I dated a couple white girls for a while. Um, but it wasn't that I was choosing one over the other. Mm -hmm. Um, when I got to high school, it was not even a even swing. It was 
you know, mostly white girls, one black chick, you know, in high school. In um, your whole high school, you had one black female? That I dated. Oh, that you dated. That I, I dated? <laughs> no. That you're coming from the pool. Okay. Nope. And, uh, you know, um, it was brought to my attention once or asked, well, why do you only date white girls, you know? Okay. By who? Um, Your white friends, black friends, females, who? Some of, some of everybody, you know. Okay. Like. So they thought you only dated white women. Because that's how they women. saw me with, you know. The, the one black girl who I dated, I dated her during, like, the summer. So, like, no one really saw me. Okay. You know, but her and I dated in the summer. Then once high school started, her and I no longer dated, and then. You know, um, and I'm not going to lie, you know, the one thing that you and I talk about is people need to be physically attracted to someone, you know, very much so. Um, and all the very attractive black girls who I went to high school with, they were all taken. Okay. So it wasn't that I wasn't attractive to attracted to black women or Hispanic women or whoever, you know, it's just the good looking ones. First of all, there wasn't that many, okay, and the the ones that were, you know, eye appealing, they were taken, you know, and where there was a lot of good looking white girls, you know, it's kind of like, not saying they're the ones that were left, but I'm not going to just sit and be like, oh, well, I'm not going to date a certain, you know, a certain race because attraction, you know, is attraction. It could be Black, white, Hispanic, Greek, Chinese, whatever, you know. So it wasn't that I was going to diss the black culture, you know, because I had some friends who were very, very pro-black, you know. You need to stick with the sisters and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to date someone who I'm not attracted to. And I'm not going to date someone just to appease you. You know, it's not it's not your relationship. It's my relationship. Um, And they weren't trying to be like, dicks about the whole thing. They were just very, very pro-black, you know. Yeah. Um, and they understood where I was coming from, too. It, it didn't break up any, you know, friendships. And the black girls who were like, oh, you know, you only date the white girls. I'm still friends with some of these girls today, you know. Which And that's what I that's what I like to hear, because everybody can have their own opinion. If, if we all if we all had the same opinions, this world would be would be so fucking boring. So why, like, we can all have our own opinions and agree to disagree and still be friends. And there should never be a problem with that. So now, what about you? Like, so, um, my, so I, okay. So I know that we talked about last time is like, I literally, um, so I grew up, my mom passed away when I was five. So I was raised by my dad who eventually married, well, dated and then married um, an evil. I think you might have dated a black girl back in the day. <laughs> you think my dad dated a black girl? <laughs> so my dad was, um, he was just really, he was so, he was such a cool guy. Very down to earth. Um, he never judged, and he never prejudged anybody. He never, um, he would always wait till he got to know the person. He didn't care who it was, what the person was. He didn't, he wouldn't have cared if an alien came down from Mars and, introduced himself to my dad you know what i'm saying like so i was never raised to be to for, to be prejudiced um and i remember my very first little boyfriend um in like 
late in elementary school uh, was black. And I know that we talked about last time, and I and I know that we talk we hate talking about you know like you don't see color. I honestly can say that I did not know like obviously you know that there's different shades of skin color, mm-hmm. but I never knew because I never had come across and my dad never ever brought it up that there was a difference between white people and black people and Hispanic people and Asian people. I mean, my dad went back to college after my mom passed away and got like started taking Chinese. I never realized that there was a difference between Chinese people or Asian people, I should say, and me as a white person. And so I know that people are like, what are you talking about? But this is where I stay and this is where I stand still is like, yeah, nobody is born racist. Um, Little kids don't look at like they just look at other little kids like, hey, I want to play with that little kid. They don't Mm -hmm. look at any color. Um, And so I didn't know that there was any issue at all. I didn't like I didn't see like I didn't look at this guy as you're not like me or, you know, we're not the same or whatever. It just never came about. And so, um, you know, going forward in middle school, um, I know we're not really talking about like elementary middle school because you can't really talk about those um, as like relationships. But, you know, I had a mixture like I, I, you know, had some little, you know, I had white boyfriends and black boyfriends or whatever. Um, But going into um, you know, when you get in my high school years, I obviously, everybody that has listened to our podcast knows that I was a, I was a teen mom and, um, my kid's dad, he was, he was mixed. Um, and so, yeah, my dad, like I was just raised to, um, to be with some, to be with a man that treats me right. And so my dad didn't care who it was. And I think that that's great because not all of my aunts and uncles think the same way. And so I don't know how my dad turned out that way, but he turned out completely, completely different than a lot of aunts and uncles that I've had or that I do have, I guess. So did you run into any racial issues dating their dad at the time or anyone you dated after him or not, not speaking of me, but like. Um, there was a couple times that, I mean, as I got older, um, finding out that like um, some people in my family said some things and um, being with my kid, being with Tony and Kill's dad, the only time that I ever came across something that was like a racial thing. And this other thing, too, is I think it's different. Like, I feel like I feel like me growing up, up in the Twin Cities was a different environment than you growing up in Madison. Okay. And I mean, and this is where I've said this so many times over and over over the years is like, I don't want to raise our kids in Madison. Like, I don't like the racial issues that are down here as opposed to what I didn't like. I didn't experience that up in the Twin Cities. Um, I came across one time where we were walking. We were hanging out, walking through the Mall of America and a black girl came up to came up to, to up to us and she was mad and she wanted us. She was trying starting to. I don't, I wouldn't say yell or whatever, but you know, why are you taking our men? And before I could even stand, cause you know, I'll stand up for myself regardless. But before I could even say anything, he jumped down her throat and said some things that I don't need to repeat here, but that should be a whole different podcast though. Yeah, of, can be. of Jenny and, and her being a badass. I'm not a badass. I can just stand up for myself, but I'm not a badass. <laughs> And you know, but, I, um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, 
No, I haven't come across too much. I mean, I don't know if it's because people don't, I don't know. I think that people don't just, people don't say much to me about it. And, you know, one of the first thing ones I ran into, I was in high school. Um, The girl obviously didn't tell, I don't know if she didn't tell her parents or I don't know if she didn't tell her dad, Mm -hmm. but then she invited me over for dinner. And, you know, looking back, really had no reason dating this girl, you know, it was like ritzy, ditzy girl. Um, Anyways, (laughs) we're at her house and like, imagine like sitting at a a big dinner table that fits like eight to 10 people Mm -hmm. and there's three of us Mm -hmm. and he's at one end, mom's at one end. I'm across from the girl I'm dating, and the dad flat out asked me, you know, uh, so Troy, um, are you experimenting? I was like, um, experimenting with what? I knew what he was talking about, but I wanted him to say it. He said, oh, you know, experimenting with dating out of your race or, you know, dating, dating someone who's white. And... My answer was rather, you know, I guess before that, you know, I, I made a comment like, you know, I don't do drugs. You know, I don't experiment with drinking. I don't experiment with drugs. So what could I possibly be experimenting with? And after he asked me, you know, dating outside of my race, I said, no, I'm rather an expert in that or something like that. Something that, you know, I think I handled it pretty well. You're for, an expert with dating white girls? Yeah. <laughs> um. He didn't want to be a smart ass, but respectful smart ass. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Uh, um, which, you still are, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you wasn't too happy about the answer. Um, her and I didn't last too long after that. Um, well, okay. So I have, let's go back to this. So she invites you over for dinner. Yep. So, so my, does that mean that she didn't know that her parents were racist? Or had an issue with her dating a black man? So, let me think. So, I, I think I might have been her first boyfriend, okay? So, we're, we're freshmen in high school. Um, so, she never came across the issue. And, you know, so my, freshman, so, my freshman year, I had two girlfriends, and both times, parents were racist. So, you would think that would turn me off from, from white chicks, you know? Um, yeah, but, okay, so, but you're a hard hat. So to me, I could also be like, I could totally see you saying, well, I'm going to keep dating the fucking white girls just to piss these fucking people off. I could totally see it. But I'm trying to see like, okay, so did the girl not, did, like, did she really not know that she, that she wasn't supposed to be dating the black, like a black man in her dad's eyes? Or was, did she invite you over to spite her dad? Like, I want to know like where that comes from. I don't know her and I, or we're, we're I don't, we're know where cordial at all. Oh, like, yeah. If I was to contact her and be like, hey, why was your dad this way? She'd be like, okay, weirdo. <laughs> she would have some, some smart-ass, you know, answer you know, to like, say. There, that, like, that comes up a lot. Like, usually... And, you know, I never thought about that. Like, is she doing this despite her dad? Or does her dad not know? Or Because mom was fine. Like, mom was like... Because her and I were on the track team together, and mom would talk to me after track meets, and, mm-hmm. like, dad would just, like... Go in the car, like what? Because if I would find, not to cut you off, if I would find out 
that one of our sons went to a went to a girlfriend's house mm-hmm. and had dinner, and that was said to them, I would lose my shit on that parent. Like, if you have a problem with my kid, you come to me. You don't fucking come to my kid about that. I didn't tell my parents about it. Yeah, that would have been a bad day. (laughs) It would have been a ride back down to the house. Like, you as a freshman in high school shouldn't have to deal. Like, that's TJ's going to be a freshman next year. Yep. There's no way that he should have to deal with something like that. Like, that's insane to me. But, you know. The ignorance just pisses me off more than anything. Um, And, like, the girl who I dated before her. Mm Mm-hmm. She was a little bit of a rebel. She had ran away, which I didn't know about. Got to the mall. Um, like I, I, I walked into a whirlwind. You really didn't have any business with this one. Yeah, I walked into a whirlwind. Like didn't know what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I'm standing outside the food court of East Town Mall in Madison, um, talking to a girl who I was dating. Like, what's going on? And her mom pulls up drunk and was like you're not marrying him now let's 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 rewind i'm a freshman in high school so i'm like what 14 mm-hmm. 14 15 maybe you know who the hell is thinking about marriage their freshman year you know i know i know girls who dream about that stuff like playing mash and stuff like you ever play mash yeah i did so yeah you know Jenny would have her match thing talking about she's marrying me with the, you know, whatever. And you what know, happened she, to all, what happened to all the money in the big house and all the fancy cars? No, no, no. We got fancy cars. <laughs> um, the money part, you know, that wasn't guaranteed, you know. God help me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, the mom was like, "If you marry that black guy, where we are, okay, how did how was it?" If you marry the black guy, okay, so mom and dad were not together, but mom and dad both agreed that she should be dating a black guy. If you marry a black guy, me and your dad are both are going to disown you from our family. Mm-hmm. And then she puts me off the sidewalk in front of a moving car. Um, so you think I would have learned from that, but no, I didn't. Um, but like as a like as a freshman in high school, like there's a few ways you can let that be traumatizing, or you can be like, well, I guess you know I'm just not the one that they want to be around, or I, I can't remember how I took those situations, but both both relationships end up not working, you know. Well, and it obviously was such a like both of those situa- situations were obviously both um, not I'm talking in circles, but. They were obviously something that was really severe that stuck in your head and that have like influenced you a lot. You still know exactly what happened, exactly what was said, and it influenced you so much. You know, I think it, you know, not that I wasn't, but I think it pushed me more to treat people equally. Like, I think it just pushed you more like, I'm gonna not fuck it, I'm gonna despite her, I'm gonna marry a white woman. And you did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I succeeded, so I might have to find, find, find that mom be like hey haha <laughs> okay i have a question so as you were talking i was uh, something came up in my head all right um so we have known some people over the years this is interesting for me to ask you um where okay let me think of how to put this you get judged a lot on the type of black man you are and this pisses me off to no fucking end <laughs> So when people come to me and they say, 
Oh yeah, Troy's one of the good ones. <laughs> or, or or he's not like the or, other ones. Or Troy's not your average black man. Troy's not your average black one. You know, I get that, and I say, what the fuck is <laughs> what the fuck is an average black man? This pisses me off to no end, and I like I feel so bad for you because. I, I don't know, like you and I, we could, we've talked a little bit about this, but not really in depth. And so mm-hmm. like that has to hurt. Um, like, I know that I know what they're trying to say is, oh, Troy, yeah, you're a great guy. And you're not, you know, you're not running around this and that, whatever. But it's really offensive if you think about it. So like when you when we have people that say like that say that or like, you know, like are judged on. Oh, Troy's not Troy's not the average black man, or Troy's not this or whatever. Or, what do you feel about like what? How do you take that, and how do you feel about that? And I know also too that you know you've gone ways, just as I have been highly embarrassed of other white people, and I am on a daily, not a daily basis, but a lot, a lot of white people embarrassed shit of me. And I know that you've been put in situations too where like you've been embarrassed by other black people. Mm-hmm. But having people sit here and judge you and say, oh, yeah, Troy's not an average black man. Doesn't that offend you? So sometimes my question is, I've like, I, it's that's been like said in my presence before. Like, yeah. you're not like, you're not because, like the other black dudes. I'm because like, they think they're so ignorant that they think that they're giving you a compliment. But really, they're so fucking ignorant. And it's so ridiculous. So I touched on this story last time, you know, um, my one of my best friends, um, His dad, it's funny because this is the, so me and his dad had this talk the same, he dropped us off at Easttown Mall the same day that all this shit broke up with the girls running away and mom saying that, you know, she's going to diss on the daughter. So this, all this happened in one day. Like, mm-hmm. so one of my buddies, which I never know, like, I was like the first, me and my younger brother were the first black people, black kids that he, they brought up to the house. Yeah. And there was black. There were some black kids in the neighborhood. They were they they just I guess never played together. Yep. And I remember the dad saying, you know, I kind of opened his eyes. And this no, you gotta understand. This is an older older white man. You know, this is. You're one of the good ones to him. I was one of the good ones. <laughs> and here, because so like, what had he gone through geez. in his life that made him think that all black people are bad? A lot of TV. But what on TV makes it seem like black people are bad, or well, all black people are bad, or it, even most black people are bad? Well, if you watch, you know, Boys in the Hood, you think everyone, you know. No. Hang on, just listen. Furious was a great dad in Boys in the Hood, but look at the neighborhood they were in. They were in Compton. Yeah. They were in areas where there was crackheads walking down the street and babies walking down the middle of the street with dirty diapers and people shooting and all this stuff. So when you see stuff like that and you see and you see on the news, you know, what the news does a lot and it has not changed is sensationalized race. Oh, today two black males raped a white woman, you know. But, you know, sometimes when they talk about the white man, they'll use the white man by name. Oh, Jimmy Smith and his friend Billy Bob um, sexually assaulted Jane. Now, there, I know damn well that there is no black man named Billy Bob 
<laughs> but what I'm saying is, I know I get what you're saying. When it's sometimes when they use the white male, they'll yeah, say they their don't name. Say black male, yeah. they just say a man or you know. So whatever. enough news, enough bad TV will make people think that a lot of black people are very hood or thuggish or drug dealers or you know stuff like that. So when you come across kids like myself, older brother, my younger brother, someone like, I'll say it, the Hans Bros, who had both of their parents, you know, we, I guess we were different because we had good upbringings and we dressed nice and we spoke proper, which kind of backfired against like people like me in school because since I wasn't a thug and then, you know, wasn't ghetto and stuff like that and I knew how to form a sentence, there were black dudes and who would, you know, call me Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know? Um, and How did that make you feel? And then dating a white girl on top of that, you know? Um, but there's a there's a lot of thugs in this world that date white women. Uh-huh. I mean, I've been with them. <laughs> so that, that doesn't make anybody better, tougher, more, more black, less black, whatever. I try to be... So I try to be, there's a young black kid in our neighborhood, lives right down the street. Mm -hmm. And every time he sees me, and I don't know this kid's name yet. Every time he sees me, he compliments me on something. No, if it's. It make, I'm kind of shocked that you don't know his name or you haven't had a conversation with this kid. Well, I really can't. I mean, I guess I can. I can stand across the street and. Yeah. Um, but you know, if it's hey, that's, man, you got some nice shoes, or man, nice car, or you know, just stuff like that. And it's not just for black kids; it's for all kids. You know, I want to be that person who they can look up to and say, you know, some hard work, because you know, people statistically, I'm not even supposed to be around. You know. Not saying I live in a you bad you're area. You're supposed to be in either. You're not supposed to be in this neighborhood. Nope. And your odds are because of being a, a black male, you're either supposed to be in prison or dead. Yep. At this age. Yep. Which I think is ridiculous too. Um. So when I talk to all kids, you know, if I'm taking my basketball team to a different school, and I know we're going off subject from interracial dating, but if we go to schools or in the school I work in, you know. I talk to kids about, you know, what I've seen, what I've done, you know, mm-hmm. um, and try to teach them from that because a lot of people have not, even though, like I said, I, I have a pretty good upbringing, but there's been struggles, you know, mm-hmm. from, from, you know, I, I know how it feels to struggle in school. I struggled in school. I know how it feels to be judged. I'm a black male. Comes to territory. I know how it feels to somewhat be homeless. Lived in, lived out of a hotel before, you know. Um, a lot of people can't touch on all those situations and and have an upbringing, blah, blah, come out of that in a good situation. Um, so when people say, "Oh, well, you're not like most black guys," well, yeah, I'm 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 a black guy, you know. So can't separate me from all black guys, you know, you can separate our economics or our, you know, 
Are. But still, there's so many black men that are in the same boat as you or in a better economic boat. Uh-huh. So, no, you are an average black man. Yeah. I'm just not shooting people. And... Just because you're not a thug. And a thug can be any. I don't. Thug is a word. Any. Yes. It doesn't. That doesn't mean anything. Now, do you ever get worried about, you know, as you being married to a black male, do you ever worry about the stigmatism of you getting, you know, oh, well, she's one of those white girls. I was dating a black dude because. Do I worry about it? I think it's so funny that you bring it because you the, the reason why you bring this part up is because you like to laugh about it. So you're 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 asking me, okay, so I at first I thought you're going in a different direction with this, but you wanna you just wanna laugh for a minute. Um Troy knows that I cannot stand um and this is where I'm gonna get stereotypical. <laughs> I cannot stand the 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 stupid white white girls that wanna be black. They catch me outside, how about that? Yeah. I can't, like, I can't, I, I can't, or you have, oh my God, you have the catch me outside, how about that, white girls from these little towns that have never been around really many black people at all, and think that they're, like, the next thug on the corner, um, yeah, it's fucking embarrassing, I think that people know just by looking at me or interacting with me that I'm nothing like that, I never have been, um, even back in the 90s when I wanted to wear big baggy clothes to a certain extent. I just want to be like TLC. Yeah, pretty much. But no, I never, um, I've never, I've never in my life changed who I am or what I'm about or the way I talk, the way I do my hair, nothing um, to be somebody that I'm not. So let's say. Or try to fit in with a culture that. that which, I and, and, and I know the answer, but these people may not, may not know the answer. Let's take, let's just say we go to Ruth Chris, okay? Now, so steakhouse, yeah. Yep. Now here in Madison, that's pretty. That's kind of upscale, you know. Um, and it's funny because like if you and, and my wife always points this out, you know, where we go to an upscale restaurant here in Madison, if we go to the same upscale restaurant in Chicago, you will see more of different races. If it's Middle Eastern and Blacks, Hispanics, you know. And in some parts of Madison, you don't see, you know. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God, a black man's walking into this restaurant. Well, he shouldn't be here. He can't afford this. So does, you know, the situation like that make you feel uncomfortable, like with the looks and stuff like that? Um, I'm not going to say uncomfortable. I get I get pissed. Yeah, I've seen it happen. Like when we went to the one state, the diner, and the one dude sat there at the... Yeah, so the thing, um, you know, it has happened to us um, a couple times, and we've been together for the most part of, what, 24 years? Um, But it hasn't happened a lot, you think about it. No. Um, But no. um, Yeah, I think I, I think I, it affects, like, I pop off more so or before you do about it. I just like I think I think that more like okay minorities and black people in particular have stood up for themselves and fought against the bad white people the racist white people for forever and the 
the non-racist or the non-judgmental white people out there. There's so many that they don't stand up to the bad white people or they just be quiet and sit down and let whatever. Like we need more white people to stand up against the fucking bad white, the shithead white people. And it doesn't, you know, like instead of, oh, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to record this dumbass person on my phone and then give this, send it to the news or whatever. No, say something, stand up against the, the stupidity of this shit, mm-hmm. you know? So no, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, has there been, does it, I think it never, ever used to, not, I never used to feel anything or it never used to cross my mind until I moved back to Madison until in, 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 it just so happened to me that I met you and it was brought to my attention over and over again that, you know, I'm a white woman with a black man. And so more so over more so down here, I feel like, like we're judged, like, you know, so we walk into a country club or we walk into a nice restaurant, we walk in here, there, or whatever. So yeah, let's um, hang on. So we used to do a lot of Easter's at Blackhawk Country Club. Mm-hmm. That is a predominantly white yeah. country club. And I swear the only minorities you would ever see that I thought I ever saw was on Easter when us and the kids would go there. Yeah. How did that make you feel? I don't like it. I can't stand it. And this is where I've always said to you, I do not want to live and raise my kids and my family in this area. I, I was, I, but if I wanted to be with you, I had to be here. So that's what it came down to. Um, I want, I'd like, yeah, I wish that I wish we could turn back time. And I wish that I would have been like, no, like this is what's going to happen. And we're going to have to deal with, we're going to have to deal with this. But so many people that have never lived outside of this area or have even left this area know nothing about what I'm talking about. So like, for instance, um, I can guarantee you that my stepson's other, other half would never agree with what I'm saying because she doesn't have the education of ever living anywhere other than this area. So anybody, and I've dealt with this with my cousins and with other family members too. So nobody, they, and when you live your whole life in one specific area, that's all that you know. Whereas I've lived in the Twin Cities, I lived in Ohio. I mean, I haven't lived all over the place, but I've lived outside of this area. So I know that there are different like there's differences than living here and the differences are a lot better than living here yeah as you can tell she's very passionate about racial racial stuff racial inequalities and stuff like that and the other thing is that you know we're raising multi-racial kids yep and we have a responsibility to make sure that they have the best opportunities. They're not judged. They they have the best life. And so I do take I do take um, a lot of responsibility with with just settling and being here. I guess you know what I'm saying. I'm sorry. You know I'm not saying you have to be sorry about that. I'm saying and it's it's now we're at a point like we're we're years later. And so I that's why I was saying if I could turn back time it would be different. Now it's, we just have to go forward and make, and, and continue to do the best that we can do um, and try and make sure, like, it's very important. And we talked about this last time, which people didn't get to hear, but it's so important for me to make sure that our kids are raised with both cultures. 
-hmm. you know, like I don't want, you know, a lot of our life just so happens to be in more of a predominantly white aspect, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say it like that. Um, But I also have like, they, they have to be a part of, of both cultures, no matter what. And that's just, it's a given. It's, it's nothing that we like, no, you have to, it drives me crazy. And I touched this, I touched this before. It drives me so fucking crazy when you have, um, let's talk about, there's a couple instances you have single white mothers where, and they're doing, they're doing the, I'm always, I'm sorry. No, you're not doing the best you can do because you can do better. If you are raising a biracial child and you don't know how to take care of their skin, you don't know how to take care of their hair, you can do better. And it's your job to do better. And it's your responsibility to do better so that they know how to take care of themselves. They know what their other culture is. It's not, they're not white. If you are, now we have, now here's another issue we come across is um, in our um, foster care system. I don't know how it is everywhere, but I know in Wisconsin, we have a lot of um, a lot of kids coming from inner city that are being placed into foster homes. So you have, let's say, black or biracial kids that are now being placed into country white homes. Now, for whatever fucking reason, these people out in the middle of nowhere want to have, you know, black kids or whatever. It's the. I know why it's because they're being selfish and they want money or they want kids and they don't care what the kids are, but they're not, they, they're not taking the responsibility to make sure that they're also teaching these kids of their own culture. They're not taking care of these kids. Why are you taking on kids in a different culture? If you know nothing about it and you have no desire or you have no intention of learning of that and, and, and putting those kids into that. It makes me so angry. And, you know, we're not going to say her name, but she's touching on a certain subject of we know. Two families now. We know two families that have openly racist parents, uncles, relatives, and they have adopted a, a black child to bring into their household, knowing that their parents are openly racist. And it's not that we're making this stuff up. I've. I myself have dealt with this family before, and now they have brought a, a young black child into their household, and I can only imagine what is said about this kid, you know. Um, yeah, or what they're living Yeah, for. behind the kid's back, um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I want to touch on something else that we were talking about earlier, you know, kind of get a little bit more lighthearted. From a white woman. Now, I'm not saying you, mm-hmm. but from a white woman who has white friends who date other races and stuff like that. Why do they, why do some girls only date black dudes or, you know, what's the stigmatism behind it, you know, or what's one of the uh, urban myths behind, you know, white girls being curious about black dudes? Okay, well, I don't know this from my own friends because I don't have ignorant friends. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're specifically talking about the urban myth that black men have bigger packages, bigger penises, whatever, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, the baby arm. Now, I don't know. Go back a little bit here. I don't know why. Um, and maybe this is some like, maybe this is some <laughs> some more research I can do. 
I don't know why. I don't know why so many white women specifically will go after black men. Like there are so many women in this world that will specifically say, I won't date anybody but a black man. That is so, that is so ignorant. Why are you, why? Because we the shit. Do you, no, but I'm being serious. <laughs> Do you, have you come across that? I mean, you've dated, a, you've dated plenty of white women. I don't know. Me, it's just, um, I've, I, I honestly have never, other than middle school, which we're not counting, mm-hmm. I have never, not one time, been approached by a white man. You know what's funny? I was, and I, this is not sexually or anything, but like dating, I was a handful of girls' first black boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and I knew their track record before they met me, and it was all white dudes. Well, and I think a lot of your girlfriends, like, ended up with a white man. So it wasn't like they were going, like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. So you might know better than me the real reason of why there are white girls, and a lot of them, that only date black men. And again, um, I think it's ridiculous. Now, can you be, can you be more attracted to, like, that might be, that might be what you like. But to only say, I will only date a black man, that's disgusting. Or you have, maybe there's some cute white man or Hispanic, whatever, that's into you. You dismiss that person who could totally be an amazing guy because he's not a black man. Why? Um. So I'll be a little stereotypical here. You know, some women only like black dudes because they may see that this guy's a good basketball player, okay? And they see dollar signs on someone, or they see the person off real, or they see that he's a good singer. Uh, and how many, let's be honest. I, I, and we I, talked about this with, like, kids. But how many, what are the odds that uh, that somebody that, that any, how, what are the odds that that somebody's going to be going to the fucking NBA, NFL to be Usher or whatever you want to call it. I, I, I know it's, it's what I'm just telling you. What they, they, they see a persona. So they see something that, okay. So you watch TV. You watch Usher. Good looking guy who can sing, who can act, who can dance, okay? Now you see someone in the club that even resembles him with singing or dancing or whatever. First thing they might think is, this might be the next one. I'm hooking my claws in this. I'm not, Seriously? I'm not, I, and I'm just, I'm just throwing spaghetti against the wall, okay? Yeah. Um, that may be it. Or, you know, they, 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 some girls might hear, you know what? Black dudes are better in bed. So if a girl wants to be pleased and, you know, all she wants to do is pump in bed or something like that, and she's, all she's hearing is black dudes, black dudes, black dudes, black dudes, black dudes, you know? And I'm not dissing my white brothers or my Hispanic brothers or, you know, my Middle Eastern brothers, nothing like that. But if they hear, hear that enough times, that might be what they want. Or, or, or Let's they... disclose something. Coming from a woman who has had previous, okay, not that I want to bring this up after all this years of marriage. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to squash this rumor. Not every black man has an extra big package. And not every black man, not even close, is good and bad. 
Can they all dance? Absolutely not. Can white dudes dance? Some. Shout out to white Dave. <laughs> You're such a dork. Um. Now I could see it being where like. Obviously, like there's a there's a cultural difference. There's, I don't, I guess I don't even I don't like I don't know. Neither do I. Um, no, I'm not gonna lie. Like when I was single, I was approached more by white women than I were about black women. I was approached by black women, but I was approached more by white women. Than I was by, you know, blacks or Hispanics or you know. But do you think that that's because you're more around white people? Um, for some reason, people have said they. And I'm not a person who smiles a lot. I'm a person who laughs a lot, you know. Yeah. But a lot of people say that, you know, by seeing me on the public and looking at me, you know, if I'm like when I was younger, the dance club was my element, and they can say they can tell that I was a fun person, you know. Yeah. Um, so they weren't afraid to approach me where I'm not the person standing with my arms crossed against the wall, mean mugging everyone. Um, See, I that doesn't bother me. But you don't approach guys though. I no, I never have. See, but that's, that's but like guys like that don't but that doesn't bother me. Whereas like you talking about like people would be scared of that person. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like. They see as that person not presentable, or you know, I mean, you've seen it in grocery stores where old elderly people come talk to me, ask me to, you know. Yeah, because you're not the average black man. <laughs> <laughs> or like. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Or like little kids will wave at me and play peekaboo yeah. with me and stuff like that, and you know. Um, Maybe that's why maybe that's why the dogs always want to come after you. They know that you're a good person. No, the dogs are gonna, <laughs> the dogs are gonna fuck me up. That's that's a whole different story. You know, if you guys want to hear a good story of me running from dogs, that might be a whole different podcast yeah, because because I can tell about four or five different stories. But no, but seriously, I you know what I I I don't know. Um, and my friends, you know, I have friends who are you know who are. Now I've talked to girls before, all right. So I used to I used to work with a girl, and she said she would sleep with a black guy, but she would never marry one. Black, black or white woman. White woman. Because her family probably was like no, or she was told no. Yep. Which I think is ridiculous. Okay, so that person is good enough for you to go fuck around with. Yep. But you can't bring them home to mom and dad. Why the fuck? And I'm sorry. Like yes, I curse a lot. Why in the fuck would would a would the, a man a black man ever even want to waste his time with something like that? Because he might not even know. Like that's 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 that pisses me off. So when someone meets someone, you know, if if they're hooking up, well, that's the first thing we shouldn't. Okay, I know that we hook up, whatever, but we shouldn't be hooking up if you don't if you don't know anything about this person, <laughs> then don't fucking hook up with the person. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. And and I, I I know girls who think you know Hispanics are attractive or you know whatever, but they will only marry a white dude. Stupid. 
Well, whatever. Go go be with your white guys. Okay, I have two questions. All right. Okay, first of all, you have a lot of white friends. A lot of white friends. And I know a lot of white people. Obviously, I'm a white person. Do you do you think that white men are um what's the word? Do you do you think that when it comes to relationships that white men feel inferior to black men? Whew, that that now, let me tell you, okay, so, like you said, I have not been, uh, I have not been approached, other than middle school, by a white man, so I haven't dated. your eyebrows, that's why. I guess. Um, what do you mean by inferior? I, okay, so I had, a, I had, this is one of my, ta- this is one of my times on my hands that I can tell you, I had a conversation that was like, like racial stuff with one with a family member of mine, okay? Okay. Family member of mine. He's couple years. It's a man, mm-hmm. couple years younger than me, and I was told that if he came across a, a, a female that he was interested in, he found out that she, if she had ever been with a black man, he would never he would never date her. And I said, excuse me. I said, so that means because I've been with 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 a black man that. That I that I that on that that if I wanted a decent white man I would never get one and he and he agrees to this. Um, he he and I'll never forget this and I'm so fucking mad to this day because I loved this person so much. Um, he said that a white girl that's been with a black guy is like a good piece of steak that's now been dropped on the floor that you can't eat. So I feel like white men feel intimidated, not inferior, intimidated by, by black men. And I want to know why. So that's a hard one because, like, sometimes we think from the physical aspect of, like, if a, if, and I've been, and I've talked to, you know, my white friends about this, like, if they're with their girlfriend in a bar. Okay, mm-hmm. and some big black dude approaches their girl and starts talking to them. The white guy's not gonna say anything. But see, that's not always true because the white dudes who I'm around, even the ones who you think are small and timid, and who- well, true. But for the most part, for the most part, and I don't care. Okay, you can put this into perspective. This is you brought this whole. This is enough too. I don't care where you're at or who you're talking to. On average. White people will not say anything when it comes to confrontation shit against a black person, male or female. That shit drives me nuts. That's cool. And so in return, I'll tell you what, other than my, I, this is, and this is no lie, in return, I feel safer having a black husband than I think I would having a white husband. Ooh. And I'm, that's no lie. I have thought about, like, this has been a conversation before, other than my dad, Okay. I have never felt safe being around a white man in my life. I know some white dudes who you'd be safe, who you feel safe around, though. No. I I, I know a few. Okay. Well, one I lives, don't know. One lives up the street. No. You don't. You don't think so? No. I, I, I think. Me knowing him, I think so. Okay. I, well, I know. I know. I'm, I know what you're saying. Um, if you can't stand up to somebody for something that's not right because of the color of their skin, because you're intimidated then there's an issue. So was your cousin saying, because I know some, so I lived in Green Bay for a year mm-hmm. and black dudes there got a very bad rap. 
because you felt either under you were an athlete, mm-hmm. so you either played for the Packers, the Timber Rattlers, or you played semi-pro basketball, yeah. or you were someone who lived off of their women. If it was yeah. their house, their money, their car, or a mixture of all three, okay? Yeah. So, I, and I was told this, you're an endangered species. I was like, what the hell does that mean? Like, you have your own stuff. You don't need nothing from no one, you know? Um, so, uh, <laughs> um, so, I guess, you know, what some people would think is, and it's been, and this is one of those stereotypes that black dudes prey on white women because of money or credit or a car or a or a house or something like that. So I think that's where your cousin was trying to go, talking about, you know, like a good piece of steak dropping the ground because he's probably saying that, you know, the stereotype out there is once that black dude has been that white woman, he's probably taken all of her money, he's used her up and stuff like that, and she's used goods. I don't know. Because that's that's been a stereotype. That's not the way that I took it, but I that, mean, you can make that, but... That's been a stereotype of black males in interracial relationships is, yeah. you know, they go after the white chicks for their, you know... Whatever they can get out of and it. And that is, that, I mean, and I don't think that's just a stereotype. I think that that is, there, like, there's a whole other category that that really is true. It's talked about. And see, like, I've never been a person, and this is just me. I can only speak for me. I can speak for my brothers, you know. I don't think any of us have gone after a girl because, They've had money, or they've had a car, or they had a no. Knife. There's a whole I like no. There is, there is like the norm, like where yeah, you are you are interested in this person, like you genuinely are interested in this person. You find this person attractive, you want to get to know this person, like you are interested in a relationship with this person. Period. But then there is a whole nother at there's a whole nother lane where, and it's not just. I mean, it's joked about. We have friends, family, friend, whatever, like, on social media that jokes about the same exact thing. Like, yeah, let me go get, let me go get the white girl that has five mixed kids because she, it's tax season now, and I'm going to go take all of her tax money. And I'm going to drive around in her car and leave her and the kids at home. I'm like, it happens. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think, I mean, I don't think it's, like, it's just a black man and a white woman. I just think that it just so happens to happen more on that aspect because when you come to like certain types of white women, again, I'm going to, my stereotype is going to come out now. When you come to the certain type of white women, um, they are easily, they can easily be taken advantage of. And that man is really not interested in that girl. He just wants to, to to get whatever but that's not the type of like stuff that we're talking about i guess you mm-hmm. know um but no i've seen it over and over and over again and yeah we we joke about it at this point especially like now that we're older and stuff like that but it does it happens all the time you know i think uh okay hold on i got another question though. okay 
Next question. Okay, because we're talking about like our experiences and in interracial. We really, we we might as well have been talking about <laughs> just racial issues and not interracial dating. That's okay. Um. Okay. You as a black man and you come from a black family. Yep. What What have you come across with family, not just your parents or your brothers, but extended family on you having married a white woman? Um, accepting, not accepting. True. And I mean, I know a very, lot. very, very. So, what's been brought to my attention? Because it's funny, because my wife will have a talk with with my mom or my aunts that I don't even like. I'm not even involved in, and she'll bring to my attention. I'm like, huh? But like, what I've been like with what's been brought to my attention, everyone loves you. Like, there has not been a oh, why did you marry the white girl or anything like that. Everyone genuinely loves my wife and i think it's because you get it you know you don't portray yourself as something that you're not Mm -hmm. you know you you respect all races you know Mm -hmm. um and you're very open to learn about you know different things you know um but yeah it's never been you know not any of my aunts not any of my cousins or none of my uncles have ever questioned me about you know why did you marry you know the white girl. Mm-hmm. I have over the year, years ago when um, I was talking to one, well, she, I can't say that she's my favorite, but she's kind of my favorite. <laughs> I, we were just having like a, just a conversation and I will never forget her laughing and talking, just talk, joking about some of your ex-girlfriends and oh, Jesus, the white girl, this white girl, that or whatever. Um, and yeah, I've had like there's been some conversations, you know, with my mother-in-law, and like I said, so I brought up on our on the last week, the other day podcast or whatever, is that um, so there's three boys in your family, and all three boys are with or have been with white women. Like nobody's been with a black woman, like seriously, like long-term relationships here, like whatever, and. I think from what I've heard or seen from your mom, I think to a certain extent, I think it kind of bothers her or that she's hurt. Now, I don't know if that means like, and this is something, and this drives me crazy because this is something that you'll never bring up to your mom because you don't bring up sensitive topics with your parents and it drives me fucking crazy, but whatever. (laughs) But I don't know, like, do we, we'll never know, like, unless I bring it up anyways. Is she hurt? Like, do her sons look and, like, not hold black women as high of a standard? And maybe that hurts her? Or, like, I don't know what it is. But I don't want her, I don't ever want her being upset or not happy with the fact of you being with me because I'm a white woman. I don't think that's ever been it. Um, And it's never been brought to my attention. And I'm dead serious. Well, and... I have a I have a pretty good relationship with my mother-in-law. Right, it never brought to me out of the years I was dating. Um, that you know what? Why don't you date more more black women? That that was never never brought up to you know. Which I appreciate. To me. I think I honestly think now in the past couple of years you've heard more. Not about women, but you've heard your mom say more things racially to you than ever before. I wouldn't say racially. I would say 
I think, what's the word I'm looking for? I think she may feel that she has been racially targeted before from the guy accidentally letting the dog out or whatever the story was to something happened at the health club or something like that. I think she. And then now with sister at work, person like your aunt down at her job. Oh yeah. Um, well, so that might be a little different because you know you're talking about over twenty something years at one no, job. No, no, no. We're not to get into that. I was just so, giving an example. But I, I think there, you know, some things have been, you know, heightened because she may think race has been involved, and I don't know if it has or has not, you know. But again, this is where I say, is it really okay? So is and it might be like I'm not gonna take like, I'm not gonna say that it's not racial, but is it is it really race thing or is it because she lives in a white neighborhood? Well, Would it be the same thing if she lived in a predominantly black neighborhood and the black man accidentally let the dog out? Then what? Then what? It would it be? You know I, what I'm saying? I I I I don't know. Because... Now I will say I have never. Um, in all my years, I have never felt unwelcome within your family ever, mm-hmm. not one time. And, um, but I don't know, you also, you don't, you've said this and I've had a lot of people say this to me over my lifetime. You don't look at me as an average white woman. <laughs> and I know that you're laughing because Troy and I'm, but I'm being serious though. Um, here's why, here's why. And it's not that, see, this is, you know, this can be the bounce back of, you know, well, the average black man, you know, when they pe- try to put me in that, you know, how I'm not yeah. the average. You conduct yourself completely different, you know. Different than what? Like, you, you, you're you just in, a, and I'm not just saying it's because you're my wife, but you, you, it's, you're in a league of your own, okay? And what I mean by that is, you know, you are so well-versed. And if you're not, you can you can damn near pretend that you're versed in certain stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's, it's almost scary sometimes. Um, that you know it's not. So I've dated white girls in the past who have never been around a black family ever, and they would hide pretty much behind me or sit in their corner and not talk and this and this and this. It's embarrassing. Where with you. If we're at a family reunion, you may disappear and, you know, you're in the corner chit-chatting with my aunts or talking, you know, just with my uncles or something, you I'm know. I'm out doing the fucking electric slide with everybody. You're out doing the, <laughs> you, you're actually out getting everyone to do the electric slides, you know. I will say, this is, this is really weird for me. I will say, don't get me wrong, I do feel like at home around white people. But I will say, when we leave Madison. Oh, Jesus. Whether it be the Twin Cities, Milwaukee, Chicago, I don't care where we go. And we go to, like, I don't care if it's us, like. A dive bar or a, or a five-star restaurant. Well, no, but I'm saying, like, we go to, like, we went to Cat Williams uh-huh. back years ago. <laughs> I think I was probably one of ten white people at the whole show, right? Yes. <laughs> so we went, and we went with your brother, and his, at that point, girlfriend which she was terrified of black people yeah we've t- we she had this talk with us or whatever where 
I felt like I just I sometimes feel more at home with around black people than I do with white people. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. In this household, I'm the minority. So maybe that comes with it. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I just feel like for the most part, white people can be so uptight and judgmental. And I know like one side of my family that I spent a lot of time with growing up when I was around here was everything had to be perfect and everything had to look perfect and this and that, whatever and whatnot. And there were so many problems, but nobody knew because grandma had to make sure everything was perfect, you know? Whereas like so many black people are just like accepting of who each other is Mm -hmm. and it doesn't like, that's why I get so, it's just, is so sad for so many people to tear down each, to tear each other down. Like the world tears you guys down enough. You don't need to continue to tear each other down. You know, I think I, I take great pride in our relationships because I look back, you know, and look at history stuff and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Emmett Till gets damned and decapitated for pretty much looking at a white woman, you yep. know. Yep. Um, so throughout time, you know, people go to jail, you know, you know, even when my parents may have been younger, you know, even though it wasn't that it wasn't that bad, but like there was a lot of interracial couples, you know. So I'm proud that you know people look at us and like you know, number one, they come to us for advice on different subjects and stuff like that. Yep. And I think we're a strong interracial couple, yeah, you know. Very much so. We respect each other's culture, you know. We we are. I'm not gonna say I'm in tune with today's stuff because i'm not gonna lie i try i, I today's shit is just so screwy because you're a grouchy old man it's not because i'm a grouchy old man it's just today's shit is so screwy you're a grouchy old man i'll I, I give you an example <laughs> we grew up wait this is a, that's a different topic but but see like today's <laughs> culture you know the, the kids are just they're, they're just screwy like yeah but who you are raising today's culture today's youth to, so it's your no, responsibility youtube is raising this youth why are you letting YouTube raise your kids? Because no matter what you do, I don't, I don't buy it. I, you don't have to. See, this okay. is where I work in a school. I don't care. And I see it. No, I don't agree. Now, I, we, I will now, say. Now, there's people that were, back when we were in our teenagers, there was 40-year-olds saying that we were fucking screwy because they didn't like our shit. You like our time stuff. And you know what? Our kids are going to say the same thing about our grandkids. It's just the way that it is. But you still have to respect what they're doing. It's their time to shine right now. When we get on the topic of music and stuff like that, it's going to be a whole different ballgame. Okay, well, it's not a whole. It's, I'm still going to say the same thing. I like our generation of music the best, too. But that doesn't mean that I'm so going to. I, I, I have a question hate. about interracial dating. So, what? Well, wait a second. <laughs> Hitting back on, hold on real quick before you move on. Hitting back on, um, you know, like back with your, an, like black ancestors. Uh-huh. I, in like the civil rights movements and all this, like I respect and I, I know you haven't been to Memphis yet. 
And I just so happened to be there because I had to take our lovely daughter to court, of course, there. But so we spent a day at the Lorraine Hotel. And I can't wait to take you there. But I wish that the people that fought, like, obviously they were fighting for black rights, but it also was a lot that I saw that dealt with interracial stuff too. Equal rights, yeah. Equal rights, inter- yeah. Um, because they also fought for me to be able to have me married to you. And so, like, it's all just amazing. And I'm not saying, like, it's not just me being like, oh, I'm selfish, whatever. I would have been one of the people fight. I probably would have uh, been killed because I'm a white girl with black body. Whatever. I don't know. I just... It's just ridiculous. Like, we're all human. We're all equal. We are all the same. We are. And so it's just, I just get so sickened and infuriated and, ugh. I don't even think I want to ask the question after. Okay, uh, no, well, no that, that, that's, that's, that's very strong and. What are you doing? You look like you have a lot of gray hair right now. I probably do. <laughs> Stressed you out. Okay, so you wanted to ask me a funny question because you were laughing. God, I can only imagine. That's <laughs> <So>, okay. <laughs> I, don't even know, I can't even ask this question with a straight face. So It has to be sexual. Though. It, it does. It is. <laughs> We already talked about sexual. Like, what else is there? Yeah, but see, we talked about why white girls didn't black like men, them. Black men have bigger dicks. No, I'm not. I'm not no, I'm not talking. Hey, I can't speak for all black dudes, you know. And I'm not about to discuss me on this <laughs> right now. But Why? Because I'm not. Because if I can't discuss music, then I ain't going to discuss me. Well, yeah, because sex is going to be another episode, right? Yeah, that, might be, you, that, right? Might, that might be a four-hour episode. Um, well, I just happened to get lucky with my black man. So <laughs> I remember in school, geez, Jenny, shut up. I re- I can't even talk around her. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about one of these days—the first time that we made out. <laughs> okay, what's your what's your question? We'll end on your. We'll end on your question. We're not gonna end on nothing. <laughs> oh Jesus! I'm scooting away from her. Make the microphone fall. <laughs> um. So when I was younger, I always heard the reason why black dudes dated white women is because of black chicks want to do oral sex. I've never heard that in my life. Oh my God, I did. Are you serious? Yes. All the black women that I know for sure do shit. <laughs> shit like what the fuck are you talking about? See what I'm saying? This is this crazy Madison shit. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about this because this was fucking hilarious. One of the best. Okay. So Troy and I, even when we were not like officially, Troy was one of my best friends and he would, you would always come to me and talk, we would always talk about our sex lives, whatever, whatnot, right? Okay. So you happen to very much like oral sex. And so you dated a white girl, which I, who I told you not to fucking date in the first place. <laughs> oh yeah. You said she put that in who I told you not to date in the first place. And your biggest problem was what? 
she couldn't dance. Nope, that wasn't because she wasn't old enough to go up to the club with you anyway. I got her in. Shut up. So first of all, okay, she was of she was of you're legal playing, age. You were playing an art or a, a cool J move. Go fuck out what? You better be. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna clear this shit up right now. She was 19. Yeah. Okay. So she's a, She was a, I didn't say she was illegal. Yeah, no, we ain't talking about because LL Cool J is talking about the, he went to the high school and the girl was 17 and stuff like that. So okay, well, don't anyway. be don't be doing that to you me. You went to the college. <laughs> she was 19. Oh, Jesus. Jenny, okay. shut up. So you were with a white girl that that wouldn't get moral sex. Uh-huh. Okay, so what? I don't understand. What you mean you don't understand? She just wouldn't do it. There ain't nothing yeah, but there. you're asking me, you're saying that when you were younger, a lot of black men said that they that's, wanted to be that, a white okay, woman. That's what I was told when I was By younger. By who? I can't remember. I... Uncle Mike? No. Oh my God! You trying to throw my family under the No, I'm right. just saying because Uncle Mike taught you all about women, apparently. No, Uncle Mike <laughs> said I might have a cousin out in Vietnam somewhere, and I'm still. Have I that. taught you what to do with with a woman's boobs? No, that was Charlie Boy and Fred. Oh, okay, sorry. That's, okay, so God, yeah, Jesus. you're the one that just threw your uncle under the bus. Anyways, yeah, I can't remember who I can't. I might have been. That seriously was like, uh, people really believe that. Yeah. That's hilarious. And like, I never asked any of the black girls. I mean, I, we're like a maybe like a freshman in high school, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, I was just asking, have you ever heard of that? No, I've never heard of that. This is the first time in my whole life, 41 years. That I have ever heard that. Yeah. I know that me personally, I didn't give oral sex for a while. I don't even remember when I I was like, you want me to do what? <laughs> you want me to you want me to <laughs> that anywhere near my face? Oh my god. Okay, we're not even okay. We're not We might have to do a sex episode next week. So uh yeah, next week might be the oh Jesus. <laughs> oh god. Okay. You gotta bring your your you gotta bring uh, gotta, your twenty five year old self back. Yeah, I might have to drink a lot of soda that day or something. A lot of soda. <laughs> You're such a weirdo. Yeah, you want to see me clam up, you know, start talking about. I don't know why, because up until like ten years ago, ten twelve years ago, you used to talk about sex openly for like no tomorrow. So not only are we gonna be talking about sex openly, but we're gonna be talking about sex openly where other people can hear this stuff too, and yeah. and 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 we. And rewind it and like, wait, what did you say? Yeah, what did you say? You, but like me sitting here talking to you, I kind of forget that like the whole world can listen if they want to. Yeah. Well, who gives a shit? You wanted to do this. You have it in as a topic to talk about. Yes, I know. It's, it's the, I know this is going a little bit off, but this is the same analogy like why I wouldn't date a stripper. Why do I want to date someone that everyone else can see what the hell I got? You know what I'm saying? So now we're about to, which, you know, I'm fine with oh, your mom. Oh, so you're saying that you don't want anybody to hear what you have in the bed. And vice Is versa. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, it's fine. It's fine. You know, I signed up what for about this. the fact that, okay, but nobody's seen it. Nobody's experiencing it. They can only dream about it. I guess so. So wouldn't you sit here and be like, ha, 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Like, oh, you want my husband? Wish you could have my husband? <laughs> you can, you can wish all you want to. You know what? Even though like we're recording this, this is, this is kind of like conversations we have like 
if we're driving down the street. Oh, all the time. So, like, yeah, we bounced everywhere and stuff like that. But this is, like, the conversations we have can range from interracial relationships, you know, to songs on the radio, you know, and, like, stuff gets broken down or, like, it's fun. You literally are my best friend. You're mine, too. And we, like, I love the fact that I spend my life with you and that we, like, we have fun together. We talk about anything and everything. And a lot of people don't have this. Mm -hmm. And I pride us, I pride myself on having a marriage that is like this. And I have so much fun with it. Yeah, I mean, like, we're getting older and we have stresses and that are just whatever. But at the same time, like, I have to take in all of the fun, good, exciting, laughter, like, everything that's just good, you know? And, yeah. Especially with, you know, with, you know, COVID-19 out there, um, everyone's still pretty much on, I shouldn't say lockdown, but what is it called? Safe house restriction or safe home? Safe at home. Safe at home. Um, Which, I'm not gonna lie. I'm seeing people going a little bit stir crazy and mm-hmm. and not following this direction. Like, well, you know, what? so this gets me. I literally, um, I got into it with somebody last week mm-hmm. that I thought was supposed to be a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and she didn't agree with something that I was doing and I'm not going to get into details, but she didn't agree with something I was doing that I was just minding my own business about. Mm-hmm. And she ran to one of our mm-hmm. co-friends or whatever. Yep. This co-friend is doing, isn't not following Jack shit. Mm-hmm. And yet you're going to sit here and jump down my fucking throat Even and the- running to the person that's doing, that's defying <laughs> all the rules. And I, and I love that person no matter what or whatever, but I'm like, Get the fuck out of here. No. Like, this is, and I said this even from day one, before the quarantine or the safe at home started or whatever, that this whole pandemic is really going to show you who your true friends are. Yep. And it definitely has brought out some, some, it's, it's definitely brought out some craziness. And I know, like, we're going off subject, but, like, we just had the rally, what, last weekend? The big rally? At our capital. Yep. So right, I, I, I saw someone post something, and me and this guy have been friends for over 20 years, you know. Mm-hmm. And he made a smart comment, you know. So I left it alone at first, but then it kind of festered, like, you know. It, they, they, they made comments like, oh, well, this is all made up by the government and so on and so forth. Like, here's my thing. I'm not against any rally. Or anything like that, you know, it's supposed to be peaceful, even though motherfuckers are walking around with guns and stuff at this rally. But, like, there's a reason why they want us to stay home. Like, they had, if this was something like the flu or, or gout or uh, 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 an infected tooth that you can fix, It'd be that easy. They have not found no fixes for this yet. So people are dropping like flies, but yet we have people thinking it's okay to, oh, let's go rally, uh, not wear no protection, and, you know. Well, I think that, number one, when they say, oh, the government set this up and did this, 
let's just say, I'll go with the flow of this. Let's just say that they did, okay? Mm-hmm. You still fucking keep your ass at fucking home so you don't get the shit mm-hmm. and die. But I think the other thing, too, is is that I came across a video that was really good. Um, nobody is really looking at, like, we've dehumanized ourselves from the 60,000 people in, in our own country that have already passed away mm-hmm. within weeks. And we look at all the people, like, yes, there's all these people that have recovered from it. But what about everybody that has died from this Mm -hmm. and you can be the next person and regardless like people have to start looking at the stories of the people who the family like the the video that i posted on my page or whatever is um a husband he had a wife and two young kids at home and he went to the hospital because he got sick with this covid shit went to the hospital and he passed away and he left, he had to leave a note, a goodbye note in his phone because his wife couldn't be by his side. She couldn't bring his kids to say goodbye. No, but like these people are dying in hospitals by themselves without their family. Mm-hmm. And we're forgetting all of this. Or what about like at the, towards the beginning, there was nowhere to put the bodies. Yep. And so see the picture of that. So I think, but I think. You know, like we talk about, oh, maybe next week we talk about sex. One of the things that I would love to talk about is the quarantine that's going on. You know, and I think about this. People think, you know, some people think this is a joke. But it's not a joke if you catch this or, you know, or if your wife catches this and you cannot be around that. You cannot be around that loved one. No, you have to drop them off at the hospital. Well, no, what I'm talking about is when you go, when, like, because some people say, okay, you know what, you're quarantined to your room. Yeah, but what about the people that have to go to the hospital and they can't, they're like, like normally if you were admitted to the hospital mm-hmm. or something, I could be by your side. Right. But on the flip side, if, if someone has it and they're quarantined to the room, they mm-hmm. can't be. No, they can't be with anybody. So imagine just sitting in your house, not being able to see your loved ones, not be able to eat with them, not be able to hold hands, give a kiss, sit and watch Jeopardy or whatever you do. You have to sit in one room. Away from them, they have to drop your food up at the door and stuff like that. You know, people people think this is a joke, you know. And usually, I don't go too crazy about this stuff, but I, like, like this, it's I'm not saying it's worrisome, but like, it, it's it's crazy. I never thought I'd live to see something like this. No, like I, it's like it's like a movie. It is, but so maybe we'll talk about that next week and like what you know, like what we're doing here mm-hmm. and. Um, how we're getting through it, and mm-hmm. so how we know some of our friends, some of that. Maybe we'll talk about maybe we'll talk about the quarantine stuff. Well, maybe we will, you know, and try to keep it lighthearted. So, anyways, I think we got through this. I think it recorded. Yep, I think so. If and not, oh, we didn't talk like this should have been. Like I said, it should have been more about racial issue, not even issues, but racial stuff instead of just dating or marriage or whatever. Because we didn't we didn't talk. Well, guess yeah, what? Much about that, I guess. I love my white queen. I love my black king. There you go. That's you know, we're in this together. So, um, yeah, I think we've kept you guys long enough. Gonna uh, hang out and go to bed pretty soon, and hopefully, we'll get this done either next Monday or next Sunday, one of the two. So, any part words? Just love each other. Love each other. We got to stop the hate.
Stop the hate. Love each other. Check and out. Pretty soon our whole world is going to be a bunch of mixed kids anyways, no matter what they're mixed <laughs> with. You know, it would be fun to eventually get on. So we only have talked about our perceptions of interracial between white and black. Uh-huh. When we have a lot of family and friends that have interracial, you know, whether it be Hispanic and white uh-huh. or Asian and white or whatever. Uh-huh. And maybe we need to look more into the other aspects of interracial. It'd be kind of cool to look in to see like that well, and I, to see similarities and differences. Soon we'll start bringing in guests because yeah. we can have them call in or, you know, yeah. when the pandemic breaks, you know, one of these one of these times we're going to actually video record this whole thing, too. And. Not that we have some elaborate setup, but, you know, just, you know, so you can get the video out there and stuff like that and, and just have a different. See what we look like, what we're doing. Yep. I can't run to the bathroom and pee real quick then. How many times have you done that? Twice. <laughs> <laughs> Twice tonight. All right. So. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Peace.